Welcome to the Balance Podcast. My name is Tyler Valencia and I'm the president of Kips and Time to Train Fitness as well as your balance ambassador. We have a guest that is a friend of mine and we met through the YouTube space and we're working on a collaboration, which we're very excited about. And today in this episode, he's going to be sharing his insights, his background. And one of the exciting topics that I feel like he is very knowledgeable in is balancing the whole live and and online perspective. Joe Alvarado, thank you for coming on the Balance Podcast. It's my honor, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, always a pleasure. And I know that we have to get this one started because I know that we can just ramble and ramble and just keep it going. And so let's start it off to kind of set the base for anybody listening in on this episode. Can you share your background within the health and fitness industry, where you started and what you're doing now? Yes, I started um, probably about 15 years ago uh, with uh, an interest in indoor cycling, Um, really fell in love with that type of exercise. And it kind of grew from there to teaching um, like circuit classes, boot boot camp type classes. And eventually what I do today uh, is um, a studio leader. So I oversee a group fitness department in Lifetime uh, at Centennial or in Centennial, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And with your job now and, um, you know, being a a leader, a team leader and um, through that growth of it, what do you feel like was that that push? Because I know that that's always my one of my favorite things to ask the pros is what was the big push? You had the interest. Was it a passion for helping others? Was it uh, your own personal? um, You enjoy health and fitness. You want to share with others? Yeah, no, I, I, I. The push for me initially was just being in, in kind of a darker season of my life. Um, I had always been active, you know, growing up playing basketball, football, you know, even even mountain biking and such. But the push to become an instructor and really go into this world of fitness was when um, I went through a divorce and, and I was like uh, kind of in a dark place. And I walked into one of these uh, classes and the indoor cycling class. And I just fell in love with the, the, the workout and then yeah. the community, um, embraced me. Um, and it just, it just became, became something that, uh, that really started to change me physically, mm-hmm. mentally, um, and really kept me, uh, uh, on track, I guess, for that season of my life. And so yeah. that was, that was my push. And then I, I realized and, and saw what it did for, for me, for my body, for my mind, for my focus, you know, my emotional and physical health and wanted to do that for other people. Mm-hmm. It became something that like, man, like if I can do this, if I could do what happened to me for other people, what they did for me, these classes, these people, this community, um, if I could return that, that would make me really happy. Yeah. And so um, my passion for it just grew from that. Like, can I do this for other people, you know, and, uh, and, that. and probably like you, Tyler, there's stories over the years that, that uh, we have helped people, you know, and some will never know. And some we do know, you know, mm-hmm. that, that we're, that could tell the story of when they took Tyler's class or when they took Joe's class or, you know, what it did for them. And so it's, it, it today it's about the people it's about um, it's about the love I have to see people stay focused, change their life, um, live healthy, uh, think positive, 
you know, and, and really um, be the best person that they can be for the people that are in their life, you know? And so that's, that's huge to me. Like if I can make somebody's energy level and their, their brain, their, their, their mind thinking in in, in a positive way, Mm -hmm. and then they go home to their family and they're better because of that, man, that's a win. That's such a win. Oh yeah. The part that I think I want to just expand on a little bit there that the time we're recording this, December, mid-December, and we're going into a new year. And this is the time when uh, people start to make those goals. They make their goals. And to the part that I think is great to share, and there's a small piece, was how you were walking. I think you said you were walking by and you just kind of peeked in and you know you jumped into something that you didn't know much about. And look what it grew, how it grew from there, a profession and a community and something that's more, even more than that with mentally, physically, all these different things and the piece to take away. You never know. You never know what taking that chance with jumping into something like that. And, uh, I mean, oh, I know that you also do stuff with stages, uh, with education. I mean, you are a manager with Lifetime. So much grew from one thing right there. And for fit pros, health and fitness pros listening, that you never know what it could be. That's with, uh, I'll say my perspective. Whenever I take a meeting, I, yeah, I never know what it could be. You could be, uh, I don't want to say competitors in the same industry, but you never know what you can develop. You never know what can brew from yeah. this conversation and the present or in the future. So always a great piece to kind of expand on small, but you never know with it. Let's kind of talk about now, and this is going to get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, YouTube. Yes. Over the last few years, you got into the YouTube game. How did it, how did it start for you? Well, for me, I think um, like many of us, when the lockdown happened over COVID, it was like, what are we going to do? You know, who, uh, who, how are we going to stay healthy? You know, and for me, I have a background in, 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 uh, in video and audio because I've always, I grew up in the church and I would Mm -hmm. always help my dad with the sound and the projector and the cameras, you know, and, and uh, was, have experienced myself with, with doing that. And I said, well, I I've got equipment, you know, we've got some things at the church, we've got mm-hmm. some sound equipment. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I know how to do this. So why don't I do it? You know, why don't <laughs> I, why don't, why don't I start? Yeah. And, uh, and that really, uh, it was what, uh, what, what launched, you know, the YouTube, uh, channel for me. Uh, and then it was just a, a whole period of learning, like, um, you know, with <laughs> consistency and, mm-hmm. and music copyrights and camera angles and audio, you know, voice to, uh, like we were talking about earlier, uh, before this, you know, voice to music ratios and, yeah. and um, dialing in, you know, uh, everything that, that comes along with that. And just, you know, it's, a, it's an ongoing learning process for sure, but that's how it started. Um, and, uh, you know, still, still figuring it out, uh, still learning, you know, um, how to get better. Uh, but I, I really, really enjoy it. And to say, you know, I would, if anybody were to ask me, Hey, would you ever think you would influence people in, in, in the UK or Switzerland or, or across mm-hmm. the U S or, you know, um, never, you never, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's something that I feel honored, you know, that people would, would uh, ride, uh, take my classes online, like all over the world. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty oh, cool. it's very cool. And uh, a question that probably at this time that, I mean, this answer probably would have been different 
six months ago, eight months ago. Uh-huh. And right now, uh, with the online and live space for health and fitness professionals, somebody might be listening and thinking, well, I do one. How do they, how do they work together? In your opinion, uh-huh. how does live and online mesh? Do they feed off each other? Does one help the other? What is that? What is your outlook on that? The uh, live and online is, is what you're asking. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I teach live um, here at, at Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so um, I teach four classes a week, which I love live, you know, and, and uh, it, it's just something that the energy in the room and to see the people and all that. Um, and, and the way that I see uh, that taking that energy to YouTube is is that whole imaginary process. Like I, I know what it feels like to to ride live, and I know what pe- how people respond. And it's really learning, adding that skill set to say I know what somebody might be thinking right now. I know what somebody might be doing, or I know that there's a chance that um, they might be tuning out right now. And I and I got to pull them back. You know what I mean? And, and so I see them feeding into one another that way. Um, I think it's also cool that as you develop an audience online, um, that you can can reverse, like you could say, hey, you know, I know when I teach in person, this happens and that happens. And so you're, you're literally talking to your virtual online audience, which really isn't virtual. They're, they're real people, mm-hmm. you know. And, and they, they could resonate. They're like, oh, he teaches live too. That's pretty cool. And, and that, that gives them even a bigger, broader picture, if you will, of, of the personality that I have and, and really getting to know um, uh, your community, both online and in person. And then when I'm in person, I'm like, Hey, you know, the other day, somebody commented on my channel, you know, that, that I always do this, or I forget <laughs> to do this. And I, and, and, it, and I'll kind of bounce that back off my live, you know, my live classes. Hey, if I ever forget to do that, let me know, call me out, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it, it's kind of fun to see uh, the interaction in that from that context, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, learning from the live, what can I remember to say to the, you know, to the online audience and then the online audience comments and in most times, man, and, and we, we talk about impact and you know, we just talked about how big of an impact we can have on people and how big of a passion that is uh, for us. Um, most of the time I get to know more of the passion or, or the help that I'm being from people online than I do in person. Mm-hmm. Because of the comment section, right? Yeah. Because of because they'll leave comments and they'll say, "Hey, I've been on this journey, and and you've helped me, and I and I can't thank you enough." And and I don't always hear that live, right? Yeah. So it's it, they're 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 it's kind of a give and take and a back and forth and and highlights of one that you can't get in the other, you know. And so I hope that answers uh, that answers your question. Oh yeah. That's oh yeah. How I see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's two pieces that I kind of want to check to chat a little bit more about here because um you know the first one being that latter part how people might be more inclined to comment share some of their uh their journey i think it's the easiest way to say their journey with health and fitness that might not happen in person in person people might be worried with their appearance but online and i say that because we put so much emphasis on the people that are inside the gym, but right. the people at home that do not work out. That is the overwhelming majority. I say that all the time. That is the overwhelming majority of people in this world. They are at home. They do not exercise and do not even have exercise on their radar. So if you can put, break down one of those barriers, 
for them and create a space for them at home where they feel more inclined to share and open up about their journey, things that have impacted them with their health and fitness. I think that's one of the magical items of YouTube that you are offering a free service, a high quality service, and now they can participate in these classes, share and grow. Just fantastic in my opinion right there. And, um, you know, the, the, the other thing that I wanted to chime in on was with, I feel like online has helped me stay sharp with instruction. instruction. I recently taught live and I thought I was worried. I was like, oh man, I haven't taught in, oh, let me think. I had to go through my, I had to jog my memory though. I think it was like two years. I haven't taught live. And I know that the last time that I taught live, I was a little rusty. I know it took me a couple sessions. I was in a group setting and I, it took me a couple bit, you know, just to get back into that rhythm of teaching, but teaching online with time to train has really helped me stay sharp with my cues, my typical cues, my motivation that I provide all these things. So exactly what you're talking about, they feed into each other, which is, which is great. I think sometimes we overthink, Oh, I'm going to go online and we just have that camera there. But they feed into each other, which is such a great aspect of both of them. Yes. Yes, that it can be that that's spot on. That's yeah. spot on. Yeah. yeah. If I could just mention one more Please. thing about what you had said, you know, yeah. before this. Um, you know, there there are people, the to your point of there being, you know, the overwhelming majority of people are, are working out at home. And and the and the way that we can connect with them, the comment section, you know, ways that yeah. we can connect, you know, through through other platforms like uh, Instagram or Patreon or you know, buy me coffee or whatever. And, and these are people potentially who may not go to the gym because they don't feel comfortable or they don't feel like their, 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 their self-worth or their image might be kind of low, but they could still talk to us because I, they, I don't see them. You know what I mean? And and that's an inroad to them being able to, um, for inroad for us rather to be able to help somebody who otherwise might not open up to anybody. Right. Because they're you know, um, and they feel like they know us and, and I'm so, 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 um, grateful for that part of it too. So thanks for mentioning that too. Oh yeah. It's, it's something that I think as health and fit pros, we, we forget that aspect that the gym space sometimes creates a, a we're all fighting for these people that are just coming to the gym, but the outside out there in the world is so many overwhelming majority of people that don't. And that's the audience that, needs help, needs to understand that we can help them and we want to help them. Here are different avenues to get help with your health, fitness, all that kind of great stuff. And uh, a topic that I want to segue here to that I've heard you talk about in uh, another podcast that we did, which I thought was very useful, was when you mentioned about royalty-free music and in-person. It was along the lines of how you created a playlist with royalty-free music that you maybe you had used for an online workout for a YouTube channel, and then you played it in your in-person class. Can you kind of go over that and what the reaction was from the in-person audience? Yes. Yeah. So we, we've, we've talked about this before and it's a, it's a great topic, especially for those of you listening who are wondering and you, you're just like, man, I don't know if I can use royalty free or actually yeah. so the pop or whatever, <laughs> what's, what's on the radio or on top 50 on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And first of all, I would just say that, you know, some of these, uh, uh, and you've done, I think, I think some reviews on like epidemic music and they're, they're great artists. They're really, really good. And, you know, my fear going into it was, well, I'm not familiar with the song or I'm, nobody's going to know the music or it's just, you know, and, and quite honestly, I thought it's kind of generic, you know, or it will be, you know, it's just not the same. Um, but it's, it's so good. It's so good. So to, to answer your question, um, I started using that on YouTube, started really finding, you know, um, uh, value in, in not only not getting my videos demonetized, Mm. but being able to use music that, that I can, you know, monetize from, um, and then uh, I, I took it over and I, and I said, all right, well, I'm going to use a playlist that is uh, copy free or, or this, you know, I have the rights to use it uh, on my channel. I'm going to use it in a live class. And uh, if it had, you know, I did tell the class about it because I'm pretty transparent with, with you know, my channel and, and people. I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know, I've been working through this. This is part of uh, uh, the music thing, the music space I've been working through. And this one is probably this playlist is probably artists you've never heard. Um, but uh, but we're going to have some fun today. You know, so I just kind of prefaced the class with that. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, by the end of class, they kind of forgot that I even said that that was a class of, of royalty-free music or, 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 you know, the epidemic uh, library. Yeah. And they're just like, that was really good. Like I had to remind them to give me feedback because they just enjoyed the class. <laughs> nice. You know, so that's how well it went over. And so if you're ever, you know, if you, if you, if you're listening to this and you're, you're just kind of like pushing back, like me being stubborn, like stop, like, cause I've been, <laughs> I was stubborn too long, you know, and I had to, you know, really dive in. Um, and there's different ways to, to, you know, to find, like, I'll, I'll go to Kaylee Cohen's, you know, uh, her, um, her uh, Spotify playlist and say, mm-hmm. all right, you know, save me a little time. I'm going to grab a few songs mm-hmm. here because she has great taste in music, you know, mm-hmm. and, and compile some things, you know, just like we do, we, we inspire each other, you know, yeah. like I might hear your playlist, Tyler, and say, man, I need track three and five, you know what I mean? Cause that was good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of how we work together. Um, those of us uh, that, that are in this industry, Yeah. but, um, but yeah, I would just say, go for it. Like for me, it was, it was a great response in person. Um, I'm having great responses online, you know, uh, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's what I would say about that for sure. Oh yeah. And I think I'll have to do another review for the balance audience on epidemic sound. I feel like it was almost an eye opening experience for me with once I paid for a subscription for it. And I think it was probably because prior to that I was talking to different fitness related uh royalty free music companies and i don't want to mention any of them i'll just say that i spoke with a handful of them and it was a tough it was a tough situation that one it's they wanted twice the amount of money smaller library and it was a much more difficult process than with epidemic sound great you get a 30-day free trial you can immediately log in into your accounts and i will say that with epidemic sound, if there is ever maybe a small claim or some issue, it's almost resolved immediately. I don't yeah. think it's ever been more than 30 minutes. You get an email from YouTube that there is a issue with this, 30 minutes later, boom. It gets cleared. Yeah. Exactly. It's <laughs> yep. so easy. Yep. So uh, easy. So yeah. So I, I I rave about epidemic sound because of that fact. I just have had nothing but positive experiences with it. There might be a little bit of a learning curve with the 
um, how you're playing it, whether you're using a phone, computer, it might be different than a different yeah. app, but you figure those things out and it's really- well, well, Here's here's what I do, Tyler. I, I grab all the playlists, right, that I want mm-hmm. and then I'll, they're all on Spotify. So then I'll go build the this playlist on Spotify and then Spotify has the crossover, you know, I can, mm-hmm. I can uh, cro- uh, fade in, fade out, you know, yeah. and then it becomes normal to me because I always use Spotify. So if, if, if somebody's listening to this, they didn't know that. And the cool thing is the artist get, they gets their piece. Cause I'm streaming from Spotify. The company gets their piece. So everybody gets to work together and everybody gets to monetize off of it. So there's, there's that too, you know. Mm, I think I'll need to check that. I didn't know that. I'll admit that on this podcast, I didn't know that. And I think myself and also uh, the instructors that work with me, we will probably enjoy it. So great tip right there, Joe. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So let's continue this YouTube business discussion and with your channel and growing it, what have been some of your favorite aspects with with investing your time with YouTube, because I don't want to, uh, I want to say this to the audience that Joe has, he does multiple camera angles. He's editing, he's putting in graphics, he's putting in, he has his own filming space. He invested time, money into this, that to make it a professional uh, video and a professional workout for the YouTube community, what have been some of the benefits and the things that you've enjoyed about YouTube? I, I love learning first of all, and I love, um, I love audio and video. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, I grew up, uh, in, in church, being able to be behind the soundboard and behind the projector and behind the, you know, all of those things. So I've always loved like visuals and and audio. And, and, uh, I even went to school a little bit after high school for audio engineering and just love, you know, that whole space. So it, it feels pretty natural for me to do that, but you know, things change over the years. And, and this was a long time ago when I learned a lot of those things. And, uh, and, and we still, you know, we've, we've evolved even at our church over the years, but uh, I love the learning process. I love like, how can I, what tools are out there? You know, what videos can I watch? And it's all like YouTube, right? Let me find a YouTube video on mm-hmm. the latest, you know, camera or switcher or, or tool. And I think one of the things that's so much fun for me uh, in, in the journey and it's work, it's work. Like I say fun, but it's work, you know, cause we gotta, you know, we, we learned something and then we gotta, we gotta, you know, put it into practice or whatever. Yep. And, uh, and, but I think just learning the new technology, um, learning, uh, watching that one video that says, Oh my God, that's going to save me a half hour of editing time right now. You know, <laughs> yep. that's going to save me this and it's going to up my quality, you know? And uh, really uh, the learning process that I, I love being creative and then hearing the feedback from, from your audience, like they both go hand in hand. Like, what is your audience saying? Like, did they say they couldn't hear me that well during this particular uh, class or they comment something about the lighting or, or the sound or, um, you know, and how can I get that feedback, improve and continue to develop my workflow in a way that allows me to produce more content in a quality way, you know, that, that I'm having fun doing. So, you know, that's kind of uh, some of the, uh, the, the, the journey, you know, and and some of the ways that I have fun, you know, really just learning, you know, I love it. And it never ends. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, with YouTube, um, I'm just going to share this because we're both fit pros and I'm sure that we can both uh, share even stories in this realm about it. Yeah. The one thing that I really enjoyed that I thought about in the last week was 
how you don't have that mind, you're not constantly thinking, how do I get that next sale? The, uh, the money aspects of it, which is, it's, it's a tough part. And I don't want to undervalue, underestimate or undervalue this journey that you have to go on with YouTube because it's not as quick as maybe some people think it is, or, uh, people might be discouraged when they see their channel not growing how they want, how to get the minimum requirements for YouTube with the thousand subscribers and the 4,000 watch hours. It's tough, but it's a journey. You have to look at it as a journey. Uh, but once you get to there and you start building more and you're thinking, okay, you can start seeing how much your channel is making. Oh, wow. Like if I just keep working on this path, this is going to grow. This is going to grow more than this is going to grow. So yes. you get into that mindset of just how Joe said, you're looking at different ways to be more efficient, to be creative. And that's really the beauty of YouTube, in my opinion, especially for fit pros that I feel like once we enter the industry, we get so trained to to be cutthroat and to compete and uh, getting away from that and working with others in the same space. Uh, it's, it's really a joy. So uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's something that I highly recommend for fit pros. Joe, what would you say to somebody maybe on the fence that, that thought about it, doesn't quite understand YouTube? What would you say to them? Well, first of all, I, I agree with, with what you're saying. It is a grind. It can be frustrating. It can be um, like, when when will I ever get to, you know, the minimum requirements for monetization, uh, you know, and, and uh, you, you just got to keep grinding, but it will happen. And I, I would say that um, be yourself, be who you are, learn yeah. from your audience, you know, be patient, be patient for sure. And and there is an audience for everyone. There yes. is an audience. That's the thing with YouTube that that not everybody may get, understand is that you you are you for a reason, and there are people who like who you are. Right? You just have to grind long enough for them to find you. That's yep. really it, you know. And and uh, keep keep chiseling away at, at the quality as you go. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's really the beauty of it. I mean, there's millions of people online every day, and you you're after the people that that feel connected to you and YouTube is doing a better and better job all the time with their algorithms and and their suggestions and and the way that they you know put your your thumbnails and your videos in front of an audience is looking for something you know like what you have and they continue to improve and and then you know over time you find that audience that loves feels connected to you loves you and then and then i and then i'll say man go check out tyler and they're like yeah we love tyler too you know it's this big like whole yep. collaboration thing that we all win you know together yeah so just keep grinding be patient you know find your audience you have one there is an audience for everybody out there i love it i love that positive so we're getting now to the podcast closing tips here. And this one is a general question. And I think it's a great time to ask an, a fellow fit pro this question because rounding out the year, going into a new year, fit pros, we're just like anybody. We want to make plans, goals for the new year. And we're also trying to guess what the future is like with the fitness industry. So Joe, what are two closing thoughts on the future of the fitness industry that you would like to share with the audience? I would say that two things, and it might sound simple, but I would say two things. I would say one, it's it's not going away. <laughs> like people <laughs> are going to want to be healthy. They're going to want to move their body. They're going to want to um, take care of themselves. You know, um, 
and that's that's just it so so we it's not going away and the other side of that is it's ever evolving and again i i i don't know that i can predict what it evolves to but i would say try to stay linked up with people who uh, uh like you and i and and, and jason you know uh, kaylee's mm-hmm. husband that that we're constantly seeing uh what what is the trend now what is where is it moving towards what is you know how can a, a youtube short help my channel you know like follow you know stay dialed in like don't get tunnel visioned in, into what you're doing yeah. um and because the world changes the world changes you know if if the iphone one never became the iphone 14 iphone <laughs> would have died a long time ago you know we wouldn't want that phone anymore mm-hmm. but, it, but it evolves you know and it gets better and i would say it's not going away and and be open to to moving with with uh with the evolution of it, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I would just say those two things. That's great. That's great. Before we sign off here, can you share your social media links, uh, your channel URL for YouTube? Yes. Um, YouTube now has the, the, uh, the shortened uh, YouTube, but it's just at, uh, Joe Alvarado. So YouTube at Joe Alvarado and then same with Instagram, it's at Joe Alvarado, pretty simple. Even, even Twitter at Joe Alvarado. Like I got in on all these earlier, so I got a, I got a chance to get my name on there, but if you just, it's just at Joe Alvarado, um, and you'll, you'll find my indoor cycling channel. You'll find, uh, my Instagram, You'll find Twitter, which I'm I'm starting to be a little bit more uh, active on, mm-hmm. um, and even uh, TikTok at Joe Alvarado. Like all of them are, are at the same uh, same uh, handle, if you will. Nice, nice, great. And I'll include those in the description for this episode, so you can go check out his channel, follow him on social media, all that great stuff. Joe, thank you for coming on the Balance Podcast, being my guest, and sharing some really great stuff for the listeners. I'm honored, Tyler. Thanks for having me. 